Hey, 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 welcome to the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie. I'm your host, Bobby Pease. Joining me as always, the gamer on the go, Chase Kinnicky, and the gamer who couldn't even Neither. find MySpace top eight, Johnny Amazich. I don't think I've ever had sweet potato pie. Or being the luxury of being on my top eight. Uh, sweet potato pie is actually better than pumpkin pie. I mean, I love sweet potatoes, so I'm sure that I would like a, a it's, pie it's made better. from sweet potatoes. It's very good. It's very good pie. Well, I've never tried it, so I couldn't say for certain. I love pumpkin pie, though. Do you put do you put Cool Whip or whipped cream on top of a sweet potato pie? I put like you do maple pie? whipped cream on top of my pumpkin pie. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, maple uh-huh. whipped cream. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck video games. Let's. <laughs> Let's hey, get into this. What? The water's warm. It's free real estate. <laughs> Come on in. I don't. Not. I don't. I'm gonna double pass on these. So do, do you? Do you like pie? I'm, a, I'm an apple. I'm an apple man. Okay. For I mean, I'm not an apple man. Every we all we know, this, know that. But I like apples. The fruit. The fruit. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Except you eat them um, like a monster. I like a I like a I like a good pecan. Oh yeah. Do you like a chest um, pie? Excuse me. A chess pie. It's a, you, it's what a, did you just say to me? A chess pie. Is that, is like, that a Cleveland steamer? Is that chess? another word for that? No, not chess. Like the game? Like the game. Chess? Like the game? Yeah. Okay. A, a chess pie is essentially, um, it's, it, it is a pecan pie without the pecans. Oh, so it's just the, the sugary. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I'd, I'd, like, yeah, I'd eat that. I've had a chocolate chess pie that was really fucking good. Oh my god! You're just getting rid of like the the one thing that is potentially healthy in that. Yeah, who needs that it? Thing. Who needs it? Oh, please, yeah, it's, there. there's nothing healthy about it. So let me ask no, you this. No, no, there absolutely isn't. But this like, is back to chase. It, it's like putting a lettuce leaf on a tub of lard. Not saying a, you, I did it. That's what my that's what my wife looks like when she walks next to me. Uh, <laughs> a dainty piece of lettuce <laughs> next to a tub of lard. <laughs> um, Chase, here's a, here's a more important. Now that we've started to weed it out here, sure. all right, uh-huh. you've established that you like an apple pie. Would you take yes. an apple crisp over an apple pie? Mm, over? I don't know if it'd have to be over. I mean, like, you I, can have an apple pie with crisp on top of I it. Know, That's I know. I, like you know, I like all pies. I like I, meat pies. I like fruit pies. You know, I, I'll burrito. take. Would you take cake over pie? No. Pie over cake. We're not having this. I think cake is overrated. Yeah, fine. Fine. Pies. What are, like, what are we doing? We have like, so much to talk I about. I know. I'm First sorry. I got excited. Hey, listen. We are a video game podcast that does minor and pieology, but mm-hmm. we major in video games. And tonight is a, a big episode of Chase's, thankfully, keeping us on track for. Because we had a one- everyone knows Chase is Chase is the only he one who tight keeps us ship, on the rails. Everybody, here. yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly no tangents when Chase is around. Hot takes, no. hot tangents, hot body. Chase Kinnicky. Um hot pie, hot pie, hot pie, hot pie. Poor hot pie. So last week, Chase, thank you for the awesome, detailed, very passionate. Uh, very enlightening. Very enlightening. Yeah, Bobby, you went back and listened to the whole episode. I know, right? I had to edit it. So had, what? What was your favorite? He listened Super to Bowl just enough that he could line up. Uh, Matt Matt Jaguar being on the show was my favorite thing. Um, that was your favorite Super Robot. It's Matt Jaguar. Matt Jaguar is my that, favorite that, Super Robot. Uh, 
Um, but thank you both. I know last week I was out on assignment. Thank you for everything that y'all did. Really appreciate it. Um, great shows always. And tonight we've got some great video games to talk about and quite a few of them. And I, uh, I tweeted out this morning and nobody wanted to, to take a stab at it because it's probably unknown. But you said that you have some mystery games tonight, Chase, and I've been anxiously awaiting to hear what you've been playing all damn day. Awesome. All right. Well, what, what dictates when we're allowed to put mystery game on the note? So I don't for me, know if I've ever done it. For me, it's, it's usually where um, it'll probably piss off Bobby in some mm-hmm. way, so I don't want to let him head it off at the pass. Yeah. Oh, I wanna, okay. Yeah, I want to... You want to know why I'm a better friend? Along, because I put mystery games on here to surprise Chase with it. I think he'll like. That's why I'm a better friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, you know what? Fair. Fair <laughs> point. Um, well, I got three games to talk about, but one I can make really quick. Um, Johnny, do you remember a conversation I had with you off pod uh, a handful of weeks ago where I think I showed you a clip of somebody playing Gundam Battle Operation 2? Yeah. And you going like, oh, would you ever play this game, Chase? And I said, oh, God, no. <laughs> I wouldn't do such a thing. Oh, no. Um, I've played <laughs> right. Gundam Battle Operation 2 now. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, a free, it's a free-to-play game. Where, where did you play it at? Uh, on my PlayStation 5. It's okay. also available on the PlayStation 4 and probably some other places, too. But um, it's 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 fine it's not for me it's a it's an action game the the mechs feel suitably weighty uh what might be for me though and what just got announced today yesterday like really really recently is there is a spin-off game from this called uh gundam battle operation code fairy i think that's what it's yeah there's, there's the announcement about that today yeah uh yes uh, it was okay. yesterday or today um i must have and missed it yeah, I know. <laughs> You're usually such a big Gundam fan. But uh, that is going to be a single-player game that is a that is taking the mechanics of Gundam Battle Operation 2 and, and putting it into this kind of more story-based thing. Uh, and that seems, sounds kind of okay. It's actually being released in a bunch of episode chapters. I don't think they've announced pricing, or even if it does have a price. Uh, Gundam Battle Operation 2 is free. So it's because it's, uh, it's a forty-nine ninety-nine or fifty-nine ninety-nine for the deluxe okay. edition. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Uh, um, hang on, I got I got to write this out because I got to update what we're talking about here. What's the name okay. of this game? Because I can't copy and paste it. It is Gundam yeah. Battle Operation Two. Like that's the game I'm talking about here that I played. Okay. But the Code Fairy thing is is the one that's kind of in the news, which is a spinoff of of GBO Two. Um, anyway, I, I, I might play that. Like the, the part I don't like about GBO two is, is playing against real people. Cause then it's a multiplayer game, uh, especially a multiplayer gotcha game that everybody already has the good shit in. Um, and it just, is this it an not, over the shoulder mech game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So it's cool. You get to see, you get to see your Gundams and all that. Uh, I got some currency. I didn't spend any money on GBO2, but I did get to get some free polls, and I got uh, uh, the Gundam GPO2A. I think that's what it is. Jesus fucking uh, Christ. Johnny, Johnny, you don't know that one yet. That's a Stardust Memory one, but it's a very cool suit. Oh, actually, no. Uh, it was one that we, uh, when we went uh, model shopping, it was the one that had the big shield. Uh, oh, okay. Didn't, but yeah. The, uh, so I got that one. It's kind of cool. Anyway, I, I played it for like 
two hours and thought, oh, this is neat, but I, it's not really me. I like playing these turn-based games. Um, so let me talk talk to you about a turn-based game. I played the demo for Shadowverse Champions Battle. What the fuck is it called? Shadowverse. Yeah, hey, I got it right. Shadowverse Champions Battle. Um, this is the game that I talked about on a, on a monthly preview, the last monthly preview, I believe, uh, that is a, it's a card game, and, but it's like a story-based card game. It's like somebody made Pokemon trading card game oh, for yeah, the Game yeah, Boy, I about like, this. made it now. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. I, I want to see what that is. Uh, I'd never played Shadowverse before. That that is uh, like a gotcha collectible card game that that is out there uh, digitally uh, that you can play. That is separate from this, and I've I've never played that before. But I was like, oh yeah, well I'm kind of interested in just seeing what the the RPG stuff is, the the kind of story based thing. That sounds kind of cool. And also, it's a single thing that you buy, like like the the Game Boy Color Pokemon trading card game that I love. I, I love the idea of not having to spend hundreds of dollars on card packs and just having it all in one package. That sounds amazing. Uh, so I played it, and yeah, I kind of, I, I really dig the story stuff that's going on there. It's it's absolutely playing into an anime. In fact, the there is an anime. Yeah, I, I'm playing it on the Switch. I think it's on some other stuff as well. Um, but it, it does, it plays like an anime. In fact, Shadowverse does have an anime that has a lot of these characters in there. Um, and it seems kind of good. Uh, I don't love the card game, though. That's the problem. It's oh. it's fine. It's kind of like a cross between Magic the Gathering and, and honestly, uh, Bobby, that inscription game that we just played. Yeah. Where, where you have, like, attack and defenses, but the defenses are persistent. So if somebody does damage to one of your creatures... It keeps that damage. We're in something like Magic the Gathering. When it when the turn is over, your units get their health back. Yeah. Um, so I don't love that mechanic. There's another mechanic where you can evolve specific cards and and do some other things there. Uh, it just it seems okay. Like it, it's got a bunch of different deck types. Um, I like how you can, uh, it's got a lot of ways to find cards and find decks where you can get what's called a deck code. If you, if you beat somebody, you can get the code for their deck and you can, if you go into the deck building menu, you can just build it automatically if you have that code, or if you don't have some of the cards, you can pin those cards, those specific cards. And if you open up a pack, you'll see the little pin symbol next to the ones that you don't have. So you know, oh, that's that's one that I was looking for. Or you can go into a store where you buy individual cards and you go, oh, I want that one and that one because those are part of the deck code that I'm that I'm trying to make. Um, I think that stuff's cool. I just don't love the mechanics of the card game, and I don't love the visuals of the card game either. The uh, the like everybody else is all anime, and then you get to the card game, and it's here's a goblin, here's a dragon, and it, it looks very much more uh, kind of European art style or European knights and dragons stuff, and that just feels a little incongruous with how anime everything else is. It just it's not that one's bad or or worse than the other. It's just it feels weird to have them slap together like that. Um, I don't think I'm going to buy it, but I enjoy playing the demo, and I think the demo is actually significant in in length, where you can really get a feel for for how a lot of these decks work. 
and and get a bunch of That's cards cool. and and make your own stuff. It's I think it's worth testing out, especially for free with a demo. But uh, I it did tell me like mm, you don't you don't need to buy the full price game. But it is really cool. And holy shit, Nintendo, look at this game. I hope it does really well. And Nintendo goes, oh fuck, we should make one of these uh, because I I need a Pokemon game, a Pokemon trading card game that plays like this. That would be. Uh... That would be a nice welcome change. It seems like they're going a different direction with that genre, but yeah. I, I mean, we'll talk about Nintendo's good decision making here in a little bit. But <laughs> right. only the best decisions. Yeah. Uh, best. So I do have one one final mystery game for you, and okay. uh, Bobby, this 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 one's for you, buddy. Oh boy. Um, I I played a little game called Super Robot Wars Thirty. You said you weren't going to do this. Well, it's not out yet. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, it's not out until the 28th. How did Chase do this, right? Am I, a, am I some kind of wizard? Um, kind, kind of? Uh, a couple days after our deep dive, they heard uh, it. They said, we gotta get this guy. That, that's, that's true. That's, that's what they heard. They you said, get early access because you bought the... Not the exactly, no. Uh, a demo. A demo got announced. And they, so they announced that a couple days after we did our deep dive, they actually announced the the first DLC. So they showed all the units that you will get in the first DLC. And they also said that that DLC comes out in November uh, of 2021. So that's kind of cool, knowing that yeah. the first DLC is, is pretty quick right after the game launches on October 28th. Um, but then they also announced the demo. So the demo's out there. Uh, the demo, unfortunately, is not on Steam. It's not on the PC version. It's just the Switch and PS4 versions, which are the ones that aren't officially coming to America. Um, but I, I've talked about it a little bit on this show. I have the the Asian version of, of Super Robot Wars 30 coming to me. So I went to that store, that eShop, and found the demo and, and downloaded it. And uh, it's a real good thing I did, because when I opened it up, uh, it's all in Chinese. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I just need to find the, the option where it says change it to English. And um, I'm, I'm, using, I'm using my phone. I'm using the, the Translate app on my phone. I'm going, okay, where's the part that says language? Um, and it just it wasn't there. I don't like, oh, what's, what's happening? So I type into Google... Uh, Super Robot Wars 30 demo uh, in English, switch to English, whatever, just mm -hmm. thinking, oh, I'm sure somebody's put up something. Um, and what I found was an article that said, uh, hey, you know, the Japanese version of this game is in English. It, it hasn't usually been, but the Japanese one this time is, is in English. See, here it is on the eShop where it says in Japanese uh, English. You can translate that part, and it says it's totally in English. Like oh okay well huh I I should probably go to the page on the Asian eShop that I got my pre-order and yep. make sure that that says English so I go there and uh, it doesn't it says oh, Korean no. Chinese and uh, Mandarin I believe boo um so here's where it gets real good um the pre-order uh, you can cancel. I guess mm -hmm. in, in Asia, I don't know if you can do that in... I don't think you can do that in, in North American eShop. I don't think you can cancel pre-orders like that. Maybe you mm -hmm. can. Um, I'm not sure. I think you can do it so many days before the game launches. Yeah. Uh, it's seven, in fact. 
um, and it is eight days before the game launches, so I was able to cancel my pre-order on the uh, the Asian deluxe version and uh, and then get the Japanese deluxe version instead, uh, and then download the Japanese demo, which is in English, and it's perfect. Um, so I played the, the very first mission of Super Robot Wars 30. Also, uh, the demo is the first four chapters, and if you play it to chapter four, you get a bonus when the actual game comes out, and you can Ooh. transfer your save to the to the thing. How, uh... So that's that's what told me, like, oh, it's fine to play this because you could get an extra bonus thing, and they're not going to put any secrets that you are going to screw you in the first four chapters if it's in a demo. So I'm going to play these first four chapters, get the thing, and then I'll probably wait on the full game until somewhere in November when that first DLC comes out, and and be fine to wait until then. But I did play Super Bowl 30, and I've got some thoughts. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, I, I don't mean this to come across, like, uh-huh. as, I seriously uh-huh. don't. Like, is this, sure. more, is this more of the same? Because I, here, for me, on the outside looking in, right, and, like, I don't mean this in a slight, I sincerely don't, uh-huh. they all uh-huh. look the same to me. They really do. They they honestly do, and that's actually one of the things I like about them. Okay, is that they are pretty consistent kind of games. This might not be. Okay. Uh, uh, it is it is essentially the same thing. Like when you get to the battle screen, you are picking your unit, moving your unit. The the levels that I've seen so far still real fucking flat, like all the other ones have been, and that's still pretty disappointing. But it seems like they've built a lot out of. Uh, the mechanics of how you choose stages and how you have a branching story. So in, in previous Super Robot Wars games, you had uh, the, the story go through chapter, chapter. Oh, hey, here's a part where you can make a decision or the other. And then you go through another couple chapters and then they meet back up again. And then you do that. You, you're back together again for a bit and then you get to make another route split and then you come back together. But it's, it's real simple. It's not like you're going on some tree that takes you way off in one direction or the other. You always uh, uh, inevitably come back together. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the case with this game, or at least it's a lot more freeform. It actually feels a little bit more like Fire Emblem Awakening to me, where you're on a, a world map, and it seems like you can choose missions in in uh, kind of whatever order you want, um, or like pods of missions. Like, hey, you've got to get a couple of these done before you can really move on the story, but you can do these in whatever order you want. Or uh, here are some missions that it sounds like you're going to be able to replay. So there could be grinding in this game where that's not something that you've gotten an opportunity to do in previous Super Robot Wars games. It's always you just keep doing the missions as they come at you. Um, so that stuff sounds kind of interesting. The UI is is overhauled. They usually overhaul the UI. Uh, and it's a lot <laughs> it just it's a lot of the same features that i that i'm used to but they're all in different places and they all glow in different ways and that's going to take some getting used to um it's it's pretty cool though you you even get to a choice at the very beginning do you want to uh, stay on earth and do like the ground mission first or do you want to go into space and do the space mission and you get different units based on which which one you want to go uh, i did space cuz i knew that's the one where you got the gundam Right. And uh and I got and I got that Gundam Naturally. and that Gundam is pretty cool. A Victory Gundam is a good show. Um anyway, 
it seems neat. It's it's got some other different mechanics that feel kind of interesting. There's a there's a new big battleship and upgrade that battleship in a lot of different ways and they'll that battleship will give you a bunch of different bonuses for the ship itself and all your other units and even just your your whole crew. Uh that that stuff seems cool. Like hey, if you upgrade this ship you know, three times in this one specific area, then everybody on your on your uh, crew gets an extra range. So now an attack that used to only attack three spaces away, it'll now attack four spaces away. And huh. and that's kind of cool. There, there's been things that have done that in the past for Super Robot, War, Super Robot Wars games, but nothing so overarching as this big battleship thing. I think it's I think it's going to be really customizable, and people are going to have a pretty good time with it. And and also just the idea of being able to replay missions or or do things a little bit more at your own pace. Yeah, sounds kind of cool to me. And uh, nice quality feel, of life stuff. Yeah. At the same time. I feel like I might lose even more to my life to this game than previous Super Robot Wars games that at least you knew, hey, I'm on the path and I keep making progress. Now if they go, hey, by the way, here's a bunch of missions you can just grind on, I, I, I could see myself just saying, oh, well, I want to get like all the best skills for my pilot, so I might as well sure. just grind them up while I'm here. Um, and I could see this taking way more time than I meant for it to. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see, all right. Super Robot Wars 30... Mm-hmm. Demo version. Demo, Demo trial version. Trial version. And when's the full release so on that? Uh, so I'm, uh, the full release is the 28th, so next next week. Okay. Um, but I did want to mention that one thing that I, I think I told people on the, uh, on the show last week to get the Asian version if they were going digital. And uh, now I'm telling them, don't do that. Get the Japanese version. It, Japanese. It's the one that you want. Or or just go to PlayAsia, because PlayAsia still has ones that if you if you get a physical copy, it says this one will have the English in it. And that's uh that's a useful thing. Or buy it on Steam. If you got a PC, the Steam version is completely in English and officially out over here, so that's the one to get if you're on PC. Cool. Uh awesome. Any other surprises? Um I I, I finished Toem. I played through all, all of Toem. We've talked about Tome on the show before. It's good. I love it. Uh, it's a better Pokemon Snap than Pokemon Snap. Yeah, it's really the good. New, sorry, the new Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap is still the best Pokemon Snap, but um, Tome is a is a close second. Johnny, if you that. can find five to six hours before December, I, I think that that's probably one that you should... I'm going to squeeze it in. Yeah, for sure. yeah. I, I, think, I think we'll be talking about that uh, game quite a bit. Cool, man. And, and I played more Eastward... But uh, I, I'm still, I'm not to where Bobby is. I'm, I'm still in that second town. I'm still kind of just got to that second town. And I know, Bobby, you said you were kind of just leaving that second town. Yeah, I actually uh, got to put some more time in it, too. So I'm now, I think, oh, cool. uh, I'm really close to Chapter 5. Okay. It feels like there's a lot more game there than I originally thought. And that doesn't that. that doesn't bother me. I I think I'm actually kind of excited by that. I just need to find time to get back in and and play more of it. Very good. Because uh, I'm really liking that. Yeah. Nice. So that's it. That's everything. Uh, and World Flipper, but you guys know about World Flipper. So I've I've got some games to talk about, but first, there's just two things I want to bring up on the show that I've really enjoyed that I'm not going to go into a lot of detail yet on uh one is this right over here and for those listening i'm pointing to the lego 
uh, question block from Mario 64 that came out. Sarah and I put that together, and I gotta say, that's probably my favorite Lego set I've built. It is just so fucking cool what they've crammed into it looks that. It's really thing. awesome. It's it's so neat. Um, so many neat little details and, and Easter eggs for for Mario 64, and it brought back a lot of fun memories and made some new yeah, ones. With it's, Sarah. Not, it's not just the block. Like you, no. you, the block opens up and has a bunch of different dioramas and scenes from from the game, and yeah, it's, it is goddamn it is so the cool. bomb in there. Yeah, that's you, goddamn right. The best golfer around. Uh, well, uh, speaking of being the best golfer, yeah, uh, you two got me mm-hmm. a birthday gift. A hey, and oh, man, I would have cool. brought mine up here. Uh, what yeah, I'm holding up here is the Retroid Pocket, and uh, Retroid. this thing's Retroid Pocket Two. Retroid Pocket Two. Sorry, mm-hmm. I gotta say, I. I've been talking about building the Raspberry Pi handheld, and Johnny and I've, like, I've, I think I've shared to both of you, like, list of things yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. And um, this is one of the best gifts I've gotten. And I, I absolutely love it. Um, I've, I've got it up and running, and I've been playing uh, what you've talked about, Chase, is one of the best Mario Golfs, which is the Game Boy Color Mario Golf. And I've been playing through that. Oh, and, damn right. And uh, I'm having a really great time. I, I, I was able to kick back on the couch tonight and do that. Uh, I did find a nice little hard shell carrying case for it, so I can take it with me now and not worry about damaging it. But um, if you, I, I don't want to like celebrate too much about what it can do on air, but I, I think it does some really, really cool things when it comes to playing older video games. An emulation machine. Yeah, it's we, a, it's we a, to, yeah. Um, it's, it, it's a thing. Yeah, for, what plays the old the, video games? Yeah, for for all the games that you that you own. Um, mm-hmm. And are just making legal copies of. Yes, exactly. Legal backups. It, yep, makes sense. It also uh, it also comes with a selection of games that you know. Hey, all yeah, on, those, those uh, games uh, fell off a truck. I had did. nothing to do with them. Uh, uh, this thing yeah, is, Bobby, I'm so happy you like it. It's so fucking cool. Everybody should have it's, one of these. It's good build quality too, right? It's like, it's such it's chunky. Yes, it feels good. It in feels hands. great. Like even with these big meaty paws, everything works really well. Um, it's very comfortable to play. I I think the screen is really sharp on this. Um, right. It it is yeah. such a great little piece of hardware, and I I'm so excited to have something like this. And I feel like now I can I can play a little bit of the shit that I hear you guys talk about. And I'm not going to have an analog pocket like you all will, but I feel like when you're playing a game, like I might be able to at least tune in a little bit more than I was able to, and I'm. I'm just so damn happy that y'all got me. This is such a cool gift. Um, yeah, we Johnny Johnny was telling me about it, and I ended up grabbing one, and we were thinking it was pretty cool, and thought uh, thought it might work for you as well. Like it's got a it's got a bunch of emulators already preloaded on it, so and it can dual boot um, into Android. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's real easy to get stuff uh, set up, um, and but it also has a lot of nuances, so you can really screw things up if you want to, like I yeah. did. And yeah. uh, Johnny's going to have to help me make mine a little easier to use. <laughs> oh, I did get... After some of my experiments. Or mm-hmm. up here, I did get delivered today with the case. I got a mini HDMI to HDMI cable. And so I, yeah. thought, I thought maybe yeah. one, one mm-hmm. night we could do something on stream with it, too. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, you can connect up to four 8-bit do controllers to it. Oh, awesome. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's awesome. a lot of functionality. You can play. Yeah. You can hook to your TV and play Super Mario Kart. Johnny, will you want. throw a link to that in chat so Ramona can check it out? Um, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so 
uh, I have played a game, and I'm going to get into the games Ooh. now because game. I've played a game that I am so damn excited about uh, that has uh, surprised the hell out of me. And I, I know oh, that no. you're not a fan of this. I will do my absolute best to keep it somewhat brief here. Um, but... Oh, good. The, the Metroid lover has uh, logged in. Oh, no. We got another one. Uh, <laughs> perfect, perfect time. Just in perfect time. Timing. Just in time to be here for the chat that somebody said would be game of the year. And I, did, I didn't believe him. I didn't believe Patrick when we did our preview. And Patrick's like, hey. I, I still don't believe him. Game of the year. Game of the year. Samus is buff. Game of the year. And I was like, all right. I, I agree with that point, but not, not the game of the year thing. Uh, tell us about the Metroid Dread I beat Metroid Dread last night and that has been easily one of my favorite how many hours? 10 hours how much, what, what ending did you get? did you, did you get armor, no helmet? I, I, don't know. I don't know what they are anymore uh, I'm not going to discuss what my ending was like because of people in chat but what I will say is, is that Metroid Dread has been one of my favorite gaming experiences this year. It's been one of the more challenging gaming experiences I've, I think I've had in general. Uh, some of those boss battles. So like I don't, I don't fare well in games like this traditionally. I, I, I kind of shy away from them. Uh, the first time I really hardened my approach was in God of War, and some of those Valkyrie battles. I, I finally understood what 2018. 2018 God of War. God of War twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um. But the exploration and just the overall, like, the way it was, like, hey, you're on this planet, some shit went down, you don't have all your abilities, like, going and discovering those and the way that they do it. Like, I know the gimmick of a Metroidvania, I've played other ones, and not that, I don't want to discredit those other games that, that mimic this, like, you know, whether it be a cave story or, or you know... Um, oh, cave, cave story's good. Axiom, Axiom Verge, like, I've really enjoyed the, uh, the sequel to that. Um... But there's something to be said about going back to kind of the source of inspiration for those games and getting to see what that looks like. And so I don't want to diminish any of those games, and I, and I really don't want to break it down to this, this degree. But it's almost like when I've played like Pokemon knockoffs, and we talk about this with Tim Tim, a game that I love. It, it doesn't have the memorable aspects that like you would expect from a Pokemon game, like that polish piece that goes with it. And so the level of polish that come that came from playing Metroid Dread in comparison to some of these other ones was like, okay, this is where they took it from. This is really cool, like to get to, to go to the source of it. And uh, it's, it, the Metroid and the Metroidvania. Right. It was so damn cool. The other piece too is um, I did pick up one of those Switch OLEDs and playing this game on that. Uh, was really awesome as I was on the road uh, traveling this past week and getting to play this game that way. This is one of the better feeling games I've played on the Switch. I think the the combat feels so tight. There's a weight to to Samus that like I did not expect, and it was also neat to get to know that character better because really my own I, I played Metroid as a, a very young kid and, and bounced off of it because you know it's Metroid hard, but. Coming back to it as an adult, knowing all the stuff about video games that I know now, like the level that we talk about video games each week on and offline, like having that stuff shape my approach to this game, it was really cool to get to know that character more and like get to see like yeah. her approach to things, like understand her and like outside of like smash and shit. She's a badass, man. She's such a badass. Um, and Pat, I mean, Pat, I get it. 
I get it, Pat. You've converted me. I understand. Like, I know where you're coming from. Um, and and I, I think that the the hardware, I was always like, well, why are they putting out, I wasn't always like this. I'm sorry. I was like, why are they putting out a Switch OLED on Metroid? Like, that seems really strange. That, that would be the game that they launched beside it. But got nothing else. <laughs> they, they, they've got nothing else, but it looks really good on there, and, and it performs really well on the Switch. It might perform better somewhere else, and we'll talk about that later. But it, um, I can I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> but it did lead me to play. I did fire up a few other Metroid games on my Retroid Metroid, and uh, that was pretty cool to see what they've taken and brought over to the current one because I didn't want to come into the super, yeah, super uninformed. Uh, I would recommend Metroid fusion. That's what I'm playing. Played that one. Yeah. Okay. That was, it's my favorite Metroid game. Um, that I played on the GBA back in the day. And that's the only Metroid game aside from dread that I've put any significant amount of time into. It's just, it's, it's a series that I, for one reason or another, you know, it was like ships in the night. Um, yeah. I did play some Metroid Prime, and I did not love the way that it controlled. Um, so I, I kind of I played that for like an hour and, and put it down because I thought it controlled bad. But I know people love those games. So let me just do this um, quick little pitch on what I'm thinking about the game. Besides, like my 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 love for it, I think that the exploration in this is really cool, and I think that. Um, the way that they handle the map, it's one of the best maps I've used in a game. Um, there is a bug in that map right now that Nintendo's addressed and they got a fix coming and it seems like you can work around it pretty easily, but I like the highlight ability of that map quite a bit. Um, I think that the game is fair when it comes to how it raises its challenge. I think that, um, it doesn't hold your hand, but it gives you all the tools and it really promotes you being somebody to explore an area like it, it, it is all about exploration and i i dig that quite a bit um what i what i also enjoy is the the feeling you get when you upgrade something and like you know it's going to happen like there's a tunnel that i know that samus can go into the morph ball like i know that that's going to be a thing that i can't do yet but even though i know for damn sure that that would be happening getting it and having that happen in the game was really fucking rewarding and um, you know, I clocked in at 10 hours and I was talking to my cousin offline. Uh, I was like, Hey, I probably spent an hour and a half on that final boss. And that may or may not be true. I really struggled on that last boss. It was fucking hard. And I got really frustrated and my wife was making fun of me because I was so pissed off. Um, but I felt really good when I finally figured it out. And was it, was it like when you, uh, beat Skyward Sword? When you're like I was, sweating, I was not shirtless, sweating in the living room <laughs> when I beat Metroid Dread. But, but, Johnny, cool I want you to be, I want you to be really proud of me here, okay? Not yeah. only did I beat that fucking boss on my last night, mm -hmm. the fucking boss didn't touch me once when I beat him. Not oh, once. That's such a good feeling. Not yeah. once. All right, Metroid Dread, check it out. Really good. It's very good. I got uh, my Metroid Dread. Oh, nice. mug here came with my copy of the game that I acquired from Walmart. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm like two hours into it, really liking it a whole lot, a lot more than I expected to. In so, all honesty, I, I am surprised that we had we went from one person of of the four of us, yeah, Patrick here, one person going, oh, that Metro game's that Metro game, I can't wait to play it, and then the other three of us going, eh. 
and now it's the opposite. Now there's well, three people who everyone are I follow online and like the people I know who have played it just are singing its praises. And I'm like, okay, I I guess I gotta play this game. Uh, oh no, I have to play a good video game. Um, so I'm and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I picked it up. Um, really, really, really enjoying it so far. Uh, awesome. We know, we know Johnny doesn't finish games, so he's never gonna find that final boss anywhere. So, uh, right. well, let's let's move over to another game, and this is one that Chase coined on our show note. B B. E that would have big Bobby energy, and uh, I think that Chase, you're right. Riftbreaker seems like a game that was made for me. Um, there's a lot of things I like about it. There's one thing I'm really struggling with on it. Um, for those of you who are uninitiated, Riftbreaker is out currently on Game Pass. It's on PC uh, as well. Um, you can buy it. I think it's thirty bucks. I think, um, but it, it is a base building survival game with some action RPG elements. Um, you play... and, I, and I guess what the one thing is that you don't like? What's that? That you're struggling with? Is, is it the voice acting? No. Oh. Um, uh, so I know that you both like tower defense games quite a bit. Yeah, I, sure. I go back and forth on those. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, sorry, our, our co-host Patrick is uh, going to be having a really good time, and we wish him the best. So Patrick, love you, take care, be safe. Um, but I, I Riftbreaker uh, Rift is a lot of things, and it doesn't necessarily only play as a tower defense game, but you are building a base that is getting attacked quite a bit. And there's resources so far where I'm at with it. It's like there's two resources that you're getting that go into the currency and the skill trees to unlock more things, which I, I'm all in on that. Like, let me collect things, let me craft things, and let me expand what I can do. It's the, it's the aspects of these creatures coming in and just ripping apart what you've done. And so it's pretty unforgiving in that sense. So like all these things that you were grinding for, like getting the materials to build it and do that, can literally be decimated within seconds if you don't have your shit in order. And you can recover some of it. But the tower defense thing early on in the game, like they don't give you fucking anything besides a few turrets to really feed it off. And so your character, you can have three different weapons equipped on each arm because you're in a mech suit. So Chase, bonus points for you. You can play as a mech. Sure. Great, great start. <clears throat> um, and there's a melee ability, but there's also some ranged weapons. Uh, ammo seems to be pretty scarce, so you at least burn through it pretty quick. And it's, I mean, I'm talking big hordes of, of enemies that come through. Like, you are getting swarmed by these alien creatures as they come into your base. Um, but there's really cool shit. So it's like, Everything you build can be upgraded like a tower defense, so like level one, two, and three. And when you do that, level three might unlock new blueprints you can download that would be different defense turrets. Um, there, I don't know if there's like colored rarity for your loot, but you can find new loot for your for your mech, and you can swap that stuff out. There seems to be crafting, and it, so there's a lot of things that I really, really like on this. And I think that the game is just challenging early on, like a lot of these games are. Um, it does not hold your hand very much. It's isometric. It's kind of hard to see what's out there coming in on you. But I would say that the, there's some mechanics on this game that are pretty perfect for, for the genre. And I think that um, it certainly is doing some things very well. And it's seemingly being reviewed very well also. So if you're into this sort of thing, this seems to be 
a lot of that. I would say that it takes some satisfactory elements that I like quite a bit. Um, I saw some people comparing it to satisfactory a little bit, and I thought that that would yeah. tickle that part of your brain. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess like when I play games like that, like I go into a space of like creative thinking and just dreaming and like looking for efficiencies. And not that you can't do that here, but it's like but you're also having to worry about the threat stuff coming in right. to destroy you. And I get pretty defensive when I see my shit getting fucked with like that. And so, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm liking it. Like, and I think it's an, it's so fucking cool that this is on game pass day and date. And so like being able to play it on the PC, it's a, it's a great PC game. It's got some direct deck stuff for the shadows and lighting that looks really pretty. Um, I think I'm going to really like this game. I'm just getting hung up a bit on some of the early steps that I need to take. And uh, I would love to stream this sometime. I think it'd be really cool to do on stream with everybody because it's doing some things that are are very impressive. And uh, for, sur- for sure, I want to do a quick look of it for everybody out there. Yeah, so, that'd be great. Um, yeah, it, it's a really slick game. Rift Breaker on Game Pass. On Game Pass. If, if you yeah. have the ability yeah. to check it out, you should do so. Um, another game that's on Game Pass, and we're, I'm going to go pretty quick on these next two. Um, but we've got a game called Back for Blood, which is essentially... Oh, it's that cheap knockoff Left 4 Dead game. Yeah, yeah. made by the people who made Left 4 Dead. But yeah. still... I, did you guys see the off. tweet that, that came out from, from KFC Gaming's Twitter? Yeah. The, the, the chicken they, company? They called... Yeah, uh-huh. No. They've, got a, they've got like an esports Twitter or whatever. The so I, we we got to get some sponsorships, boys. No, no, we don't. Uh, but they they call Back for Blood a, a cheap knockoff of Left for Dead. Like, do you do you guys know who the fuck made this? Like, it's it's those guys. You can't say that. Well, well not then how that the, works. they retorted uh, twelve uh, secret herbs and spices and still no taste. Wow. So, yes, right. That's yeah. Um, here's my quick pitch for that. If, the assignment. <laughs> if you like Left for Dead, you'll like Back for Blood. I, I think. Mm, what I. I do think you would. I really do. Um, when you get, I, I think my, I think my problem, and you can kind of tell me if I'm wrong because you've you've played it and I haven't. But yeah. I, I love Left 4 Dead, the original Left 4 Dead. Played it a lot on my Xbox 360 a long time ago. Yeah. And now, video games are different. <laughs> um, right. And I don't think Back for Blood is all that different from what Left 4 Dead was. And I don't know if I need that kind of game anymore in my life. Uh, so Johnny, chime in. Well, they, they've, like added, they've added RPG elements to it, right? Yeah. yeah. They've added some kind of progression, which it's, is like the one thing that Left 4 Dead didn't have. Yeah. Look, right? this has I, got. Uh, it's got rare loot. It's got mm-hmm. deck building cards. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of the stuff that's happened in video games that's been popular for the last several and years. Kind of right. just crammed it yeah. into Left 4 Dead. You got your Call of Duty in my Left 4 Dead. Sure. Uh, yeah. No, you got your Left 4 Dead in my Call um, of Duty. Yeah. Look, I... My experience with Left 4 Dead is limited to one complete playthrough of Left 4 Dead 2. I played with my cousin, like, in an evening, and that was the only time I played either one of those games. I really enjoyed it when I played it, but I was never one of those people who sunk hours and hours into into those games. So I really can't speak with any real authority here. Um, but I did play with Bobby for, what, 
one an, an hour or so. Yeah, and we're, and we're going to be streaming it on Friday as well. And yeah, next we'll be Friday. playing some more of that this week. And it was fun. Yeah. Uh, the, the people on our team were dipshits that kept making uh, hordes Welcome of Welcome to the Left 4 Dead experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it said quite clearly, the things change. scaring the crows causes hordes. Like, nobody cares. Nobody unless cares. you were illiterate, you wouldn't be able to see it, or you would be able to be. see it. And Have that happens. Most PC players. Yeah. Okay. I, so <laughs> what I here's what I think works really well for it. I think the card system actually is pretty cool, um, and I think that the idea, so like what Johnny is talking about with the uh, the crows, you you're building a deck up to fifteen cards. So you have that, and you can make multiple decks, and you can swap them in and out however you're playing it. There's a solo deck. There's a a, a, a swarm deck. Like you have options for how you're doing it. Um, you're, you're. I think there's also eight characters currently. There's eight characters, and each one of those characters has a um, like their own kind of hidden talent that they can use. And one might be, oh, uh, they start with this weapon. Like they'll start with a sidearm or whatever it may be. Another person might start with a melee weapon. But at the beginning of the match, you you can draw up to five cards out of your deck. And you can pick one of those cards that gets, so it could be something like 10% increase to your stamina, um, faster reload. It does like, hey, you're no longer punching things, but you have a knife and you can use that knife instead. But then you also have um, the, the game gets to deal a card as well. And that's a card that can work against you. And so the one that Johnny was talking about was like, there's like these little murder crows that are hanging out. And if you disturb them, it calls a horde in. Um, there's other ones where it's like, Hey, complete this as a speed run, beat the level in 15 minutes and you get 500 copper, but it does the, the counter-strike thing, like where you're in the room and before you open the, the safe room door, you can shop and buy equipment for your, your shit, whether that would be attachments. So think of the attachments for a game like apex legends. It's almost the exact same thing. Like you have stocks, you have sites, you have muzzles that you can upgrade. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're you're finding loot as you progress through the level yep. as well. So you can like there's rooms that are maybe not obvious that you can get into, but I found one like you could break down some boards and you can get in there. Oh hey, there's two chests in here and yep. they've got some rare weapons. Like maybe it's the same gun you already have, but it's hey, this is a, a blue instead of the gray that you're carrying now. And one of the things that um, I, I think helps out there too is is that it has the the ping system from Apex. So you can call out like, hey, I got a muzzle over here. Hey, I have that over here, which is really fucking cool. And it brings those things over into the, the fold as well. So that stuff is interesting. And I think finding these guns that become really OP on a run feels good too. Uh, the game is broken up into three acts with multiple levels in each one. And the levels go very fast. Um, I think that this is a perfect game for Game Pass because of the multiplayer elements. I think it's also... Um, a, a great game that probably will fizzle out. So having it on Game Pass, and I think them releasing it right now, especially around Halloween, is smart. And um, it's one of the reasons why we're streaming it uh, this month. We're streaming it Friday night, and then next Friday, Patrick's going to join up with us, and we're going we're gonna to check that out. So if anybody that is hanging out in chat would want to tune in or play with us, we'll have, Absolutely. We'll have a Just seat Just don't open. disturb the crows, please. Don't disturb the crows. Um, and then lastly, like we're, I don't, we need to talk a lot about it here, but Far Cry six, I'm enjoying that game, uh, more than Far Cry five by a, a large margin. Same. Uh, it's introduced. They, they, they sure went and made a Far Cry game, didn't they? It's, I, I that's why we're not going to talk a lot about it. Like if you've played anything since Far Cry three, that's what this game is. It's got 
pretty good characters in it. It's got a cool setting. It's got some good RPG in it. Uh, it doesn't have the overly serious cult shit that really fucked up the last game. Um, but I think, but it still does. It still does that thing where it gets real serious for a bit. It's like, oh, here's here's uh, John Carlo Esposito to get acting on your ass. Here's right. an alligator, kill some people, tooth. and do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, like it goes from that, and then immediately the next thing you see is like, oh, here's a. A uh, little Dachin that is uh, in got wheels up for legs. Chorizo's like, okay. a saint. I'm I'm sure, but is there is something there is something tonally about that series that they can't just figure it out. Cannot, yeah. It, like it just wants to be both things. Oh well, look, Chase, Ubisoft doesn't do politics. Okay, I you know, I've heard that. Uh, Far Cry can't yeah. be the platypus it wants to be, and unfortunately. I, 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 and I don't have a solution here. Like, I'm not here to be like, they need to do this. But like, I do think Far Cry as a series, I look, I enjoy junk food. We, we talk about it in the quick look, like sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice to just have some Doritos and sometimes it's nice to just blow shit up in Far Cry. Yeah. But I do think that they are kind of faced with an identity crisis to your point, Chase. And I think that the gameplay either are in or you're out at this point. And I yeah. think that maybe they, they need to do some different things. I think, but, but other games, other games have nailed that tone, though. I, I think about Just Cause, mm-hmm. which is it knows exactly what it is. It, it's, it's basically playing it's, in the Far Cry kind of thing. Yeah, it's it just bombastic. knows what it is. Yeah, it's, whereas Far Cry doesn't. Like Far Cry wants to be both of those things. It wants to be a very serious story where we're talking about you know cures for cancer and moral dilemmas. And then on the other hand, it's I've got rockets strapped to my back and I've got an ultimate now, and it's yeah. It is like I know people went on and on about the the Nathan Drake uh, you know Ludo narrative dissonance thing, but I feel like Far Cry has taken it to the actual extremes on both ends. And it's, I, don't know. I mean, it's, it's I think it's a Ubisoft as a whole, not necessarily. Maybe Far Cry is the most prime example yeah. or whatever, but like their game design philosophy for all their stuff like watchdogs i guess I, like, I don't i don't feel it i don't feel it as much with watchdogs especially not the watchdogs too because like i feel like they right. figured it out and they were having more fun then and then legion was you know maybe they got back off the rails but i, I think about uh what's what's the other one division like division feels like it knows what it you, is the one that right. felt really fucked up was wildlands because Ghost Recon, you, yeah, talk, you, you talk about was, Just Cause, like that literally, you're right. like Johnny and I were on a tractor in a Ghost Recon game riding through <laughs> South America. Yeah. Bolivia. Yep. It was fucking wild. Yeah. But but that's still, like even that had, yes, you were ghosts, but you were also just like rah-rah military guys who were, we're going to go to South America and fuck shit up. And, and so it almost kind of worked that they were just being dumbasses on a tractor or when they weren't sniping people Is there people any other the thing to be when you're doing that, though? Like, you kind of, I mean, so, yeah. I, I mean, look, it's, here's, I'm I agree, pl- it's a Ubisoft wide problem. I'm playing this on uh, PC with the, um, the Ubisoft Plus membership. So mm-hmm. $15 got me this game and all the goodies that came with it. If you have uh, a console, the, you don't have the ability to do that. You can check out the Luna streaming service and have the Ubisoft program there. If you're just looking to see what the game's doing, like that's a way to check it out. Otherwise, it is 60 bucks all the way up to 120, I think, depending on what version you get. 
um it's not a bad game i've had i've had really good times playing with co-op with johnny yeah but it's just it's just far cry and like that's going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people and so this is yeah. this is far far cry it's fair and i, I don't want to be too hypocritical because like i i mean i like i liked metal gear solid 5 and and that game 100 is here's real serious moments and then Here's where you tell a horse to take a shit, so a car will spin out when it goes over. Goes but over it's it. so good. Yeah, this is so pod good. Racing. If you like, if you stand like, on that that danger sign long enough, a box will fall on your head. Right. You know? Like Kojima, Kojima definitely does this too. And I don't know if that's just ooh wacky Japanese man. And I'm I it, my brain says oh it's okay. Uh, but there's something about when Ubisoft does it. Maybe it's just like the kind of comedy. It comes off as. Borderlands comedy, which yeah, I know that that's a that's a rough yeah a rough mm. road to walk. I don't uh, think it's that. So I'm gonna shut bad. up because I've been talking a lot. But again, Please. I'm gonna say it one more time. Thank you both for this very thoughtful and very meaningful yeah, hey, gift. Welcome. This Retroid that Pocket is Two is fucking awesome. Love it, uh, Johnny. Cool. I'm, I'm glad yeah. we got it for you. What Bobby. are you playing? Uh, well, aside from Back for Blood and Metroid, uh, which I, I talked about a little bit with you, I have been playing one of the games that I've been meaning to get around to uh, since I started watching you guys play it on stream, and that is a little game called Fights and Tight Spaces. Hey, and Oh, 2021's Game of the Year yeah. if it actually comes out this year. Yeah, what you should be Absolutely. saying is... <laughs> Uh, when you say it, it is Game of the Year 2021 if it comes out this year, Fights and Tight Spaces. That's how we say that around right, here. Right. Yeah. Uh, I am obsessed with this game right yeah, now. Yeah, it's and fucking worth everything. Any obsession you can give it, you should give it. This is a fucking I, perfect video I game. I have been playing it on my break because uh, I work from home and I work on my desktop. Uh, so when I put the little lunch icon on Slack, I go and make myself something to eat. And then after I'm done eating, I come in here and you get I the fire beaten. up. Yep, I get the beaten. <laughs> and um, that game is m my favorite new strategy game since Into the Breach. Like it's, I think it's might be on par with that game for me with with what it does to my brain and how much I enjoy it. And uh, so. I've unlocked most of the decks, I think. I think there's maybe one I haven't unlocked yet, and I, I'm on my first uh, draft run, and I've been just fucking shit up with that, that draft deck I made. I am... When you guys play, how do you do it? Do you typically do the classic mode, where when you die, you start the run over again? Do you give yourself rollbacks? So How do you... What restraints? Because I know a lot of that stuff wasn't in the game. When we, when we year, first right? started playing it, we didn't have those things. And honestly, like okay. uh, what I just linked to the chat there is the series that was Monday Nights Are Right for Fighting in Tight Spaces that Chase and mm -hmm. I did. Um, that that series there was before a lot of these things that Johnny's talking about. That's also uh, we had the developer of this game come onto the show and and we got to ch chat with James from Ground Shatter and play through the demo. So there is a demo on um, PC. I think it might be on Xbox now too, that you can check out. Um, no, it's not yeah. on Xbox. It's not on Xbox, I'm sorry. Oh, it's on Xbox, sorry, Xbox and PC. Um, yeah. You can check out that demo. We played that with him and he talked about the mechanics, but the rollback stuff that you're talking about, Johnny, we have been using on our most recent runs 
because that's a really cool feature. Yes. Um, and we do play that. Oh, I fucked this up badly. I need to let's just let's do this over again. Yeah, we did. We do play the classic mode, which is the run based mode that you're talking about. And now we do have it with the rollbacks on rollbacks. So I, I, I was just doing classic uh, where, you know, if I if I died, that was it. Yep. Um, and the last couple times I've been doing it because because, you know, you get so far and I feel like I'm still learning a lot about the game. And so I've been I've been giving and also they put it in there. If it wasn't meant to be played that way, they wouldn't have put yeah. it in there. So I have been doing some restarts like on as I advance and get yeah. my ass handed to me and retrying these levels. And it's just it's so good. It is yeah. so good. It it's so good, guys. I know that I'm <laughs> preaching to the choir here, um, yeah. but I absolutely love it. I, I it really... Just, it, it's got I, so many smart ideas in there, and it also knows where to steal from, too. Like, it is it is taking things from some a game like Into the Breach that has mm-hmm. rollbacks in it, that has, um, has that kind of, uh, you know, forecasting of what enemies are going to do, so you have... Yep an idea of how to, to make a game and see people's health and, you know, allowing you to make these decisions of, okay, mm-hmm. I can take a little bit of damage here, but I'll be able to knock out, you know, maybe two of these guys. Yeah. In the following and and Grand, Grand Shatter just keeps adding more new cool stuff to it. Like they, like when Bobby and I played it, there wasn't the draft system in there. We, we didn't have that option. We had to pick the, the pre-made decks. Uh, we've gone in since and played with the, the draft. I, I don't think I would ever play that game without the draft now. Like the draft is yeah. so much fun. And yeah. but I don't I don't know if you go into that game and the first time you play it, you draft. I I think I think it was good that Bobby and I had experience playing with those. But that's how games. I did it too. Like I, I was right. choosing like I'm gonna try this deck and this deck and this deck. And uh the the counter and I think the grapple are probably my two favorite pre built ones that I've messed with. And I have more of those types of cards in the deck that I drafted for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I got like a throw sand one, which has saved Pocket my ass. Sand. Pocket sand. Pocket baby. sand. Uh, and then the, uh, the stun dart is real good too. Um, it, it really is. Like I, I have not had a bad deck. I've not had a bad strategy with that, with that game. Like whether yeah, it is it, it's the never felt like Yeah. Like I was just, Okay, let's just pick some stuff, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to make it work and get, I got all, like, most of the way through the prison before I finally died and had to start a level over again. We, um, I just linked it in chat, but, uh, they have, they're going to be the presenting on October 23rd at the Steam Tabletop Festival. I don't know if, like, I'm reading this the right way. We'll have our premiere presentation, like, if that means that they're going to be launching the game. At that point in time, because they're on the roadmap they've had for a long time, October was going to be the the launch of this game, which I really hope it does come out mm-hmm. this year. Okay. Um, but uh, we're we're going to hopefully have James back on the show once that does happen, um, and they launch the game and have him back on here to to watch. It's weird playing a developer's video game in front of them. I'll just say that like that was a that was a very <laughs> weird thing to do. Um, it- it's also weird to think that, you know, one of my top game of the year candidates is a game that I have not actually played. I mean, yeah. I, I've 
I guess I played it through Parsec uh, with Bobby, but like that is not a game I own because I'm on a Mac and I'm on a Switch and I'm on a PlayStation. So I just don't have the consoles that, that this game is on right now. And also this game isn't isn't fully out yet. But if like we've said, if this game actually comes out, I'm considering it for every category. And yeah. if it doesn't, then we'll find some categories for it to be yeah. considered for because it is so cool and so good. Yeah. It's been some of my favorite great favorite this memories this year for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Playing that game with you has been just just awesome. Like that, like go, go support Ground Shatter. They make good shit. That game's awesome. We all love it here. Obviously, we've streamed it a lot. We I want to f- try. Uh, I want to try the the Rico games. Yeah. they've made two. those look really those, slick. Kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy you're playing that finally, Johnny. I think that that's been a long time coming. Yeah, I knew I would. It was just a matter of getting around to it. And then uh, lastly. I, uh, when I had some downtime at work, I fired up Smash, and I played a Sora for a few rounds, and you know what? Who's that? Sora, uh, from those Kingdom... Unfamiliar. Disney games. Sounds uh, so, there's the Heartless, and, um... Anyway, oh, Goofy and Donald, they're in the game? No. Oh, what? No. What? They're friends, oh, okay. Sora. But Mickey, um, Mickey's totally in it. He's on the Keyblade. It's a little... His faces. Uh, you know what? Sora's pretty good. I had a lot of fun with sure. him. Sure. I believe it. Uh, and Did you play with the, the Steamboat Willie skin? I did. Yeah. yeah. And I, I played on that map. And, and I was just playing against like a level 3 CPU just so I could get a feel for him. Uh, but he's good. I, I don't think there's been a DLC character that I felt was bad. Except for maybe Yeah, Steve. I mean, they... They all feel like they've had real, like a lot of gimmicks to them. Like gimmicks in, in the way that the the quote unquote normal cast or the original cast yeah. didn't feel like they had as much. I mean, Kirby obviously has a gimmick, but I feel like a lot of them just feel like different fighters. But uh, you know, these have all felt extremely different uh, in in the way that they play from. Yeah. From Just Joker really trying to, to level up your persona as you're going through yeah. to uh, to the like Steve Dragon the Quest. mechanic, the Dragon Quest stuff, yeah, where yeah. you're putting out different things. And and Sora is mostly just like a normal character. He's got the the three different spells that you that you go through, but like for the most part, kind of just feels like another sword user. Uh, a little except bit, it's yeah. a keyblade and not a sword, but you know, same diff, right? Yeah. Uh, so that was nice, and hopefully Sakurai can rest now. Rest, give yes. that man, give Please that man some Sakurai. time off. Yeah. Um, he, he posted on Twitter that he was still going to do a daily Smash photo and, and put those out on Twitter because he's he has these these photos that he does that are just incredibly composed to try to try to make recreate scenes and other video games and movies and things, or just here's a weird thing that you probably didn't know you could do in smash. If you used a combination of items together or something like that. And he's, he's found ways of doing super fun stuff with those. And he, he tweeted out something. I think it was today where he's like, I'm just going to keep on doing these, I suppose. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. go to bed. <laughs> just, <Yeah. laughs> what are you doing? Go we don't, we don't do sleep. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that is, Basically everything that I've been playing. Uh, what say we, get to the, we move uh, on to some news? The casual sure. report. Um, news, news, news. Um, so we had an Animal Crossing Direct happened. 
Finally. Uh, finally, uh, these long-suffering Animal Crossing fans will get some new content. And pretty, pretty nice things coming. This some week. of it they don't even have to pay for. Yeah. yeah. So Animal Crossing 2.0 uh, will be a free update coming out on November 5th. Uh, Chase, you are f- far more invested in this game than I am. The resident so, Animal Crosser. Yeah. Would you uh, like well, to? I mean, Bobby's wife has more time. True. She she almost has double the time that I have in it, but I. I probably have my like wife has played Animal Crossing New Horizons every day, every day since it came out. Yeah, I played um, it every day for a year, but I whew, she she beat me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can you want to take us through this? Things. Sure, sure. Uh, so from the free stuff, uh, we're getting a couple new areas and, and characters showing up. Uh, we've got the roost is going to be a part of the museum again. The roost is like a little coffee right? shop that. That uh, do what? It was long rumored to come, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's something that's been in a lot of Animal Crossing games. It it makes sense that it would make an appearance here, and now it will be. I d- I don't know if there are any mechanics in there. I don't think they really showed that off. I don't know if you're making coffee art or if you get some new items based on that. But um, it's always been a fun place to just kind of chill out and see other characters. Um, Cap'n is back. Who uh, will show up at the at the dock? on your island and he will take you to other islands, which seems a lot like what the, the Dodo stuff does. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what's different there. It did say that it'll be like different seasons and different times of day when you go on his, uh, cap and cruises. And he also will sing his sea shanties. So like the, the biggest hit of 2019 is back. Um, but now in animal crossing nice. uh, a couple of years late. Uh, Harv's Island, which, uh, did you guys ever go to Harv's Island all that much? Yep. The, the hippie, hippie dog? Oh, the swinger? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Um, like, you, you'd go to his photo studio, and he mm-hmm. would, uh, you'd model for him. Um, that's what I did, anyway. Uh, um, his island is getting a big expansion, where it seems like, uh, basically any of the, the islanders, or any of the, the vendors who come through your island, uh, on those kind of random days, they're going to have a semi-permanent setup at Harf's Island now where you can go, and I think you have to pay a bunch of resources to get them to actually build their stands there. But you can go and you can talk to Red on a daily basis now and hopefully get his paintings a little a little more. I only have two more art pieces to go, and then I'm fucking done. <laughs> um, but also some, some old friends will be there too. Katrina, the fortune teller, uh, Tortimer, who was the the very first mayor in a, a handful of those Animal Crossing games before he retired, um, so that that's kind of cool that some of those other characters will have some new life on, on that island. There's going to be cooking now. Uh, cooking just seems like a way to to get new different kinds of it looks really furniture good, that you can. The food it does good. look great. I mean, yeah. you're able to put all that food on your tables and and decorate your house with the the different food a little bit better for somebody who has a and diner. That's cool. In the upstairs of their house. Mm, sure, sure. Pretty yeah. excited about the food. I, right now, like I've had one big bowl of ramen just because it looks nice. But the idea that I could cook something like a pizza or something and put it up there on my on my tables that's kind of cool. Um, uh, they're also the the thing that I have wanted this whole time is finally in there. Gyroids, which uh, which are little little funky pals who who make noise and and kind of dance. Uh, they were in some previous Animal Crossing games, and I just like them. They're Isn't just, that they're just the, fun the guy that helps things. you build stuff, too? Isn't he a gyroid? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, they're they're coming in. It's a slightly different mechanic. You'll find broken ones, and then you have to plant them and water them, and then they'll yeah you know, they don't sprout exactly, but you can dig them back up, and and you'll have a, a new gyroid. And they make different sounds and different kind of pitches of sounds based on you know their size or their shape. And those those have always been fun. So I'm I'm gonna get deep into collecting those guys again. Uh, they they do look a little bit different in this game than than previous. So that's kind of cool to have some new stuff there. There are ceiling items now. There are items that can go on the ceiling. You can get hanging hanging uh, lamps nice and and more hanging plants. Get getting a lot more depth in there. That seems really cool, and a, and a lot more items uh, as well. So that's the stuff that's free. Then there is a paid expansion uh, that is coming out on November fifth. Uh, the free stuff also comes out November fifth, but the the paid expansion is uh, basically a Happy Home Designer uh, sequel. That was a three DS game that was pretty good. Uh, no Jedi, I don't think they're fixing go- uh, broken golden tools. Uh, which is a real bummer. Um, that that sucks, and uh, like all the crafting stuff is still going to be in there quite a bit, which is my least favorite part about New Horizons. Um, but I I played a little bit of Happy Home Designer on my 3DS, and I found that game to be kind of fun. Where you it was really just the house building stuff, but you'd build your ho- build a house for a character, and then it would just kind of go away, and you'd never see it again. And now here, build another house for somebody. And the the impermanence of that kind of stuff was a bummer to me. I sure. could never go back and check on a place. Uh, and it got to a, a point where it's just like, well, it, it, I only need to fulfill like their three requirements. And then there's no point to me putting effort in this because I'm basically done. So I can just move on to the next thing. And, and this DLC seems like it fixes that. You can, you can now, when you do this, you go to a different island where you, where you can make summer homes for people. And... Um, when you build those things, you can go back to them and talk to them again or make more remodels. You'll get more uh, more new items and, and things that you can do when you, when you hit th- certain thresholds, and then you can go back to those people and say, oh, hey, I know how to do this thing now, or I have these new items that might look good for your house. Let me, let me spruce them up. So there is that permanence there, and you can go back. And also... When you get those things in the game, or for for this happy home designer kind of thing, you also get them, and, or can take them home with you back to your own island and do it to your own homes. And the the thing I think is the coolest, you will eventually be able to do it for your villagers' homes too. So if you guys have tried to get any of the villager photos by giving them a bunch of gifts, and then their houses are just filled with crap. Um, now you can go to their houses and say, hey, let me remodel that for you. And you can make, you know, you can make Raymond have whatever kind of house you want. He doesn't have to be in that weird office setting. You can put him in a, you can oh, make Raymond for him. Uh, and that seems really cool. Uh, and speaking of Raymond, there are also uh, another pack of Amiibo cards that are coming out. And uh, Raymond now has an Amiibo card. So all the people who were selling them on eBay for ridiculous amounts of money, you don't have to do that anymore. Joke's on you, assholes. Now you can buy the Amiibo cards off of eBay. Yes. yes. Yeah, you can absolutely do that, which... Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think it's all really cool stuff. Yeah, it would have been nice to have this, you know, six months ago, eight months ago, a year yeah. ago. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's not 
COVID, the world COVID, we live hit, in, COVID hit, changed a lot of stuff for everybody. Uh, part of me feels like it's a little too late for me. I put a lot of time into that game and have done most of it. I've been thinking uh, about going back, but I don't know. Well, yeah, we're gonna I went do back a... on my birthday last week and it's like, oh yeah, hey, this stuff's still here. They still sing and stuff. Oh, there's going to be new, uh, new uh, KK Slider songs. Mm-hmm. That seems cool. Good stuff. KK Polka. Yeah. We're, um, we're probably going to do, I think, so that comes out on November 5th. Um, mm-hmm. And we talked about doing like a little celebration stream going back. We've, we've done an Animal Crossing stream on the show before, um, but we mm-hmm. talked about, did that be a Friday night? So we talked about maybe Friday the 5th, firing up some Animal Crossing uh, here on the show and having everybody come and hang out uh, with that. Because, you know, we'll get into it when we wrap up here, but we're going to take some time off in November for the holiday and that might be a good little get everybody together yeah. thing for sure yeah um hey uh, I, gotta, I gotta take a call real quick can you guys keep going yeah. i'll be right back yeah yep okay all right just gonna tip this down there you go thanks right. uh speaking of nintendo bobby oh boy let me tell you i have a value proposition for you Wait um me. so right now you pay 20 dollars a year for nintendo switch online and that gives you access to a wide variety of Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, along with the ability to play games online with your friends, right? Yes. What if you could pay more than double that? Have some N64 and Sega Genesis games and the Animal Crossing DLC Chase just told us about. How does that sound to you? Not great, um, but all right. Let me uh-huh. let me just on. let me put it out there. Here's here's my take on it. I I think Nintendo has not been wonderful at how they handle their online stuff. From you mean Nintendo and the internet hasn't gone hand in hand with each other? Right. I I don't. Particularly... Is this the least surprising thing that Nintendo could have done? Um, when they announced the expansion pack, uh. It, it, to me, it was like, all right, like they're they're. It was interesting to see them bring the Animal Crossing DLC into it, which mm-hmm. I think was a, a smarter Just move. Try and them. sweeten the deal. Yeah, because well, arguably, depending on what day of the week you ask me, my favorite video game of all time is now something I can play on the Switch. There's right. countless other ways for me to play Ocarina of Time if I want to do that, but I got really like excited I, about it yeah. being on there and. Nintendo 64 is a really important console to me, so being able to play those games on here, yeah, I think, 100%. was was really cool. The Sega stuff, I you know, I didn't have a Sega growing up. I was a Nintendo kid, so getting to experience some of that on the Switch is fine. But again, like you know, I've I've talked about it a few times on here, but I got this little thing now that can play a lot of those yep. games, and that's cool. But I also think that you know, like you're getting what you what you might be playing, or you know, so like for me. If you have a family plan, which I do, mm-hmm. it's not a bad value because I did the math. It's like for my wife and I, for for her, because she's the Animal Crossing fan and I'm at the DLC. Well, that's 50 bucks. Yep. Or 40. Yeah, 50 bucks. So like the increase in cost for us to switch our family plan over to this and both get the DLC plus all the other games, then yeah, you're you're in a good spot there to, to have this. But I sure. do think the internet's not happy with it. I think the the rollout and the frequency of games coming to the service not great and, and and also the way on the Wii U and not that 
that many of them were sold, but you could buy these piecemeal. Right. And you could often get them really cheap. I think. Yeah, Wave um, Race was too. Like, some guy fired up a. Two bucks. Yeah, two bucks. He fired up his Wii U. Yeah. Um, and it was two bucks on there. So, I, I don't know. There's a disparity here. And it's just like the optics. And yeah, like you're saying, like, it, it's only $20 a year. So I've just kind of kept paying for it. Because um, I, I use Pokemon Home. And, you know, like, I am getting some value out of it. But this extra cost right for it just it seems like not a great value proposition i guess i think uh, for for most people like it i don't know like it it just seems like nintendo just continues to make baffling decisions when it comes to things that have to do with the internet and and uh, just make it easier for me to play games with people make it easier for me to talk to people yeah you know like i shouldn't have to have a secondary app to do that right yeah, and like they they say, it's in the interest of of protecting. I get it, kids and stuff. But but make it for like if you have a kid, like you can make that. You know, if it is going to be for kids, make it that way. Like, yeah. have that be this only way you can do that shit. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is gonna come out uh, October twenty fifth. Um, and I'm sure it'll do just fine for them. It's just. It also just telegraphs the fact that we'll probably never, like, I'll probably never be able to just buy Ocarina of Time for the Switch. I'll have to have this membership if I want to have access to it. So, that and that sucks. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think I... that, I think this solidifies, and we talked about this offline, but I don't see them bringing in a storefront to buy these games. Yeah. Like, I think no if, virtual you, console. if you want to subscribe, that's what, that's what it's going to be. Yep. Uh, anyway. Hi, Chase. Welcome back. Um, uh, yeah, I think they really put themselves in a hole where, or one, you've got, like, now that they have a subscription service, to, to Johnny's point, yeah, I don't think they can sell these piecemeal anymore because it doesn't make sense. Like, they've already chosen their path. But at the same time, it's not, like, Nintendo is not in a Netflix situation, or, or they don't feel like they're in a Netflix situation. Netflix you know, is a subscription service, but has to constantly keep putting new stuff on there to keep people's interest. Yeah, right. because people will go away if if they if that if they just don't feel it. Squid um, Game coming to the Nintendo sixty four online pass. Yeah, it's called Splatoon three, um, but yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Nintendo doesn't quite have that. I mean, if because you're tying it to an online play, people want to continue doing online play stuff. They're also tying it to Animal Crossing, and people are going to to play Animal Crossing that way. But they they've never really felt the need to continue putting out quality virtual console titles. Well, I mean, they did in the virtual console days because that's the way you made more money. You had to yep. put out new stuff. Uh, with this subscription model, they kind of just pe- have people pay in, you know, five bucks a month or whatever it is a month. Just keep playing, you know, Mario and Star Fox and Zelda. Yeah, and, and they've done some like Tetris ninety nine is really cool. Listen, uh, you're right. Listen, there has boys. been stuff, but like in terms of bringing the old stuff, they could just bring a ton of that shit over because it takes them pretty much no effort to, to yeah. just do that, and they don't because they don't have to. Right. Yeah. But guess what? You don't have to do. What don't I have to do? Not play these games because I went Vin Diesel. Uh, it's yeah. all about family, baby. And yeah. uh, our family grew 
Sarah and I have children now. Uh, uh, we have a Chase and a Johnny <laughs> as our kids. I'm so sorry. And uh, uh, I will continue to disappoint you. Because when you're here, you're family. Uh-huh. Uh, they yeah. all so, going on. Over I don't know. Yeah. It's Nintendo. Speaking of Nintendo. Because I wouldn't pay. Well, it's like I wouldn't pay this extra money if I wasn't going to. Hey, you do wouldn't this download a car, would you? I mean, I I would absolutely download a car if I could. That sounds that sounds rad as fuck. But yeah. Um. But yeah, if if we didn't have this this weird tontine thing that we're doing, where we're all in it together on Bobby's account, um, I wouldn't pay for this. Like there, we we just showed off those Retroid Pocket Twos. There are other ways to play in sixty four games. Hook that up to uh, your television. Yeah, for free. You don't pay Nintendo uh, to do it. And the only thing you're getting out of this is like, hey, we can play these games online. And and that's a cool thing. Right. I would love to have some Friday night at the casual hour where we where we boot up Mario Kart 64 and I school you guys on Calamari Desert. Like that would be great. I would love that. And you don't get that out of emulators as well. I'm I know there are ways of doing it, but it, it's, it's still a, you have to jump right. through. Yeah, and that's the that's really the only value I'm seeing here. The problem is, I'd gladly give Nintendo another five or ten bucks for for this for for just the N64 and Sega Genesis games, but they decided they wanted a bunch more money because they're also throwing the Animal Crossing stuff on there, and that's I, I can I'm happy to pay separately for the Animal Crossing shit. I just don't want to feel like I'm paying for the Animal Crossing shit every single year because that feels like less of a good deal with every passing day. I, I also think, and I know we got to move on past, but here's what I'll say. If they're doing that, right? If they're going to put Animal Crossing behind this service, the DLC for it, because they made it very clear, no more freebies on Animal Crossing. Yeah. They should have been a bit more, even if it was something like, hey, this is a new season of Animal Crossing. The next season, we don't have full details to share with you today, is happening on this date. Get in line on this shit and have that confidence, which I think they're going to do it. They just didn't come out and say it like they're making. Well, they, are, they are selling it separately. Like you don't have to get the Nintendo switch online <laughs> upgrade thing. The expansion. Pack. Right. Like you can just buy it separately for what is it? Like 20 bucks. Didn't, isn't that what 25, 25, 25. Yeah, like, sure. But like I think that, that you can do that. Make it, make it enticing. Like, Hey, if you, if you subscribe for this DLC through the switch online service, not only do you get it, they're gonna, there's going to be like a, a, a set of furniture or something that you is only tied to that account. Like give give something for it to make it seem a little bit substantial beyond just like, oh, fuck, we got to do something here with this. So we're going to do that. Yeah. Johnny, um, what else? And Nintendo's not, Nintendo's not the only one who's breaking off content and making you pay for it. I mean, I know that's right. a big thing going on with Bungie right now and Destiny 2. Yep. Destiny 2 as well, I suppose yep. I should say. Um yeah. Yep. Anyway, let's move. On. Uh, so I, I alluded to it earlier, uh, but Metroid Dread is fully playable on the PC through the uh, use of emulators. Uh, it runs at 4K at 60 frames a second, which is I don't know if you know this or not, a higher resolution than what you can no. play on your Nintendo right Switch and frame rate. Um, so Kotaku put out an article that. I read it, and I was like, wait a minute. Are they telling me I should pirate this game? 
and I mean, they're they're just telling you that you can. Like that's just news. It's not like pirated. The headline I, was worded though. I get it, way. but that's that's still bullshit. Like that is it's out there. Like people it's, people sure. can find that. But I I read that and I was like, ooh, they're gonna change this in like an hour. And sure enough, they changed it in like an hour. Um. So yeah, that's the thing that you can do. Um, and they they had three editor notes in that mm-hmm. that article now. I just looked through it. Uh, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, and Monty Python, where it's like the people who are responsible for sacking the people who have been sacked have now been sacked, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I think that, the more interesting thing there is is that it led to a larger conversation about emulation. Yeah. and I mean, it's important I, for, for preservation's sake. It's just not... Generally, these things are like two generations behind, and you're dealing right. with it, games that aren't widely it, available it, anymore. Right. Um, it's hard to have the preservation argument when you are talking about a game that came out the day before. Yeah. Like, that's that's not... <clears throat> but, but I think the other argument that you get to emulation with is... You know, we would gladly give Nintendo money if they if they gave us these things in the way that we wanted them. Like yeah. we've there's been speculation for this Switch Pro because people want uh, people want a higher resolution Switch. It's just it's out there. Like that's that's what the the people are demanding right now, and Nintendo's not giving it to them for whatever reasons. Yep. And now they're finding ways of getting that stuff in in other less legal ways. And you know it's just, it's the same thing we were just talking about with the the N sixty four stuff. Like there's there's other ways of playing those games. There are indeed better, much better ways in in a lot of in More a lot convenient. of distinctions. Yeah, I and, think people are wanting to. And, and the, look, I'm not trying to dig, you know turn the dirt over again on this Switch Pro stuff, but like people want a better experience on the Switch. People love that console, like. Metroid Dread at 4K 60 would be so fucking slick. It's, you know, you can't I wouldn't know you, anything you, about you, it. You can't confirm or deny it. I, oh, man. Anyway, um, yeah. So that that was an interesting story. Uh, and then finally, real quick here. Um, just, this is a story just for me. Because uh, I know you neither of you to give a shit. Um, but uh, FromSoft came out. They dropped the bomb. And then they soften the blow. So we call that the old Elden Ring, kiss in the biz. Elden Ring is delayed by a month, but you might get to play it in November. So what, what if I get to play uh, that and you don't? You have to sign up for it. So who says I did? Unless you did, I maybe you did just to mock me. But who says uh, I would? So <laughs> Be great. Yeah, you might. That's like a thing you would uh, do. So signups are it. open on. Uh, uh, Bandai's website right now till November 1st for a, a closed test that will take place between the 12th and the 15th of November in uh, three or four hour chunks multiple times over those days. Uh, and then the game's release date got pushed back to February 25th, 2022, which happens to be a week after Horizon Forbidden West and uh, right before the new Saints Row game. And people probably other potentially be getting a lot of stream decks at that point in time or steam decks. Yep. I'm sorry. Uh, so real, real crowded time of the month. Yeah. Uh, real month. So not, for um, not, not for chase. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping I get on that closed <laughs> tests. Yeah. Obviously. I'm excited for you. I know that you are um, anxiously waiting this one. 
That is my most anticipated game right now, for sure. Uh, Dragon Age 4, which has been in development for years, uh, and I assumed would be coming to both PS4, Xbox One, and current systems, is in fact only coming to the current generation of consoles and, of course, PC. Uh, that, that story just came out today. I thought that was that was like worth mentioning. Um, yeah, it's just a little peculiar. Yeah, I mean, considering like you know how hard these consoles are to come by. I mean, hell, who knows? Like by the time that game comes out, it may not be as big of an issue getting getting people people's hands on those new systems. Yeah, um, like part part of me goes like, oh yeah, no, it's been enough time that those new consoles have been out. We should stop making shit for PS4 and Xbox One. But at the same time, it is those supply chain issues where, yep. oh right, right, yeah, actually, a lot of people still don't have these things, and it does feel a little odd. And maybe maybe they're getting some money from from the uh, the console holders of just going like, hey, we know we need to push people to the new shit. We, we yeah. can't keep. Well, but, yeah. Or it's just Bioware going, we we think there's something really cool that we can pull off in exactly. the, with That's these new machines and, uh, Tell and us. we want that extra power and don't want to hold ourselves back. Um, yeah, I, I... The first Dragon Age is the, the only good Dragon Age uh, game. I, I, uh, I've played Inquisition all was, of them. Yeah. I bounced off of the last one very quickly. I... Man... I can't. I didn't I even get to... out of the first area of the yeah. of the of the third. I, I, we didn't have time to get into it. I was very disappointed in that game. Uh, I did like. I like two. I know a lot of people don't like yeah, two. Yeah, it's fine. Like two is where they tried to mass effect it up, and and it was extremely rushed. I think, I think they got kind of close. Like I don't yeah. know. I yeah. like some of the some of the characters. Yeah, it did some there. interesting stuff. Um, finally, uh, today Sony announced uh, their next exclusive that would be coming to PC is. Bloodborne. Oh, wait. no, Chase, stop it. Um, <laughs> is 2018's God of War coming to PC next year? And they're really going all out with this. They're going to have ultra wide support, DLSS, uh, fully custom uh, key bindings for keyboard and mouse if you want to play that way, dual sense support, dual shock. It'll support a myriad of other controllers. Uh, I bet that game will look very pretty on it PC. It is going to look great. I've replayed a good amount of that game this year I'm probably going to buy it on PC again and play through it again um, I love that game it's one of my favorite games ever and uh, this is this is good this is good for everyone I know I saw some some Sony fanboys crying on the on the Twitter post about this earlier and it's you know crying about what they're mad because it's supposed to be a PlayStation game chase they're off. They're making a lesser experience for their loyal fans despite this making more money for Sony and the studios to spend maybe developing other games that they'll get to play, you know, for a few years at least before it goes to the PC. Yeah, um, that's, pretty, that's pretty dumb. Swearing allegiance to a corporation is a dumb thing to do. You shouldn't do it. I... Um, I, I don't. I, it's just so silly to to get mad it that is. other people get to play something. Like mm -hmm. gatekeeping is bullshit. First of all, yeah. And video games are something that should be bringing people together. But clearly, we're in the wrong biz. If I think, um, I I think that yeah. God of War makes perfect sense. That's a fantastic game. It's been long enough, clearly, since that game came out. 
Um, <clears throat> it's and you can play it on PC right now. I'm pretty sure because you can stream PlayStation Now on your PC. So if you really wanted to do it, like, like you can't get that upset about it. Yeah, it, it's <clears throat> anyway. It's losers on the internet, uh, and that uh, was all the news. Very cool. Well, let's wrap guys, things up here. You guys want to answer uh, Kind Collins' question here about what our, what's our opinion of uh, newer Bethesda games? Chase, why don't you go ahead and answer that one? Oh, yeah? You guys have both said it in the chat, so I guess I should, too. Uh, <laughs> Colin, I don't like Bethesda. <laughs> really, just not a big fan. Uh, I, I like Fallout 3. That game was okay. Fallout like in Vegas, Vegas is the more, best Fallout game, though. Which is not a Bethesda game. Which is not so. a Bethesda game. It's an Obsidian game. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I played. Uh, I played way more Skyrim mm-hmm. than I should have in college. Um, but now I, I just realized that I just don't like these games. I don't like. I don't like uh, Texas. I don't like a lot of what they. Man, do. I, I love Fallout. I love The Elder Scrolls. Um, I'm curious to see what starfield will be yeah uh, but that. fallout 4 i know bobby you like that game i yeah. did not i it was fine Stars two and then didn't yeah i think colin if you're talking about fallout one through three on pc um he's, not, he's talking about uncharted uncharted oh yeah um if you're into those older style fallout games i would say check out wasteland wasteland's wasteland 3 was awesome Wasteland is really cool. Really, I really keep thinking about playing Wasteland 3. I just, I know there's no value to it in terms of uh, our 2021 Game of the Year show, so I don't want to put time Make into that it. your holiday game. But it does have yeah, co-op. It's supposed to be my last holiday And maybe game. that could fit in nicely to a casual Monday night. Mm, sure. When we're not on the farm, maybe we'll be in the Wasteland. There you go. Could be the same, depending on how we farm. Um, sure. True. Yeah. Well, let's let's wrap up here, folks. Uh, we've had a ton of fun stuff happen tonight here on the show. Um, first of all, let me give a few more shout outs here to everybody who's been hanging out with us. Uh, really appreciate our, our friends sticking around with us uh, and the subs and all the and community. Thank stuff. you, Jedi, for throwing out those subs. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Um, go go follow people that are hanging out with us. They do cool stuff. Um, we we've got some pretty cool things happening this week and the next. Um, we've got a quick look that went up yesterday that you should all go check out. Uh, Chase, did you have any any uh, teases for next week? With that, Ooh, that's my tease. There you go. There it is. Yeah, uh, we put up so a game called Inscription came out on Tuesday. We did a quick look at the demo and posted it on said launch day. Uh, we're going to stream Inscription Monday night. Uh, we're going to take a break from Stardew Valley and check out Inscription uh, as we're looking at um, checking out some spookier games next week in the spirit of Halloween. Uh, Johnny and I are playing Back for Blood Friday night at 10.30 p.m. Central. Next week, uh, Johnny, I, and Patrick are going to play Back for Blood again next Friday. So if you can't make it this week, come back next week. Uh, we'll back, for back for Blood. Back for Back for Blood. Um, we, uh, we played Stardew Valley on Monday. Check out that stream. It was a good time. Chase and I are continually uh, going down to the mines and getting our farm set up there on our new series, The Casual Life. Um, really good time. That game's a lot of fun. Uh, we have a cool hat. He did get a a cool hat. Uh, Chase, we're going to be putting up a, a new, new quick look tomorrow 
for friends. Mm. Best friends, that is. Very good friends, yes. Very good friends. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, we, we are going to put up a quick look for a game called Best Friends Forever. Uh, that really cool take on dating sim, but pet sim also. Um, you don't date pets, you date people with pets. And we're gonna tell yeah, you all about it. Came it out a couple of year, came out a couple of years ago, but it's been sitting on my Switch for a long time, and I thought, hey, let's give this a look. Yeah, we did a blind playthrough of that quick look, and we'll have that up tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central. Um, if you ever wanted to check out our podcast and you couldn't tune in for it, uh, we record every Wednesday at 10.30 p.m., which is where you're at right now, but we post these podcasts, Central Time, yes, yeah, Central, we post these podcasts 9 a.m. Central, uh, wherever podcasts are found every Friday. And so wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there. Uh, if you have a random player, there's an RSS feed you can get. Uh, the easiest way to follow along with all of our antics is to follow that link right there and check that out. Um, it should be pretty easy to check out our website and do that. Um, but hey, Jedi and chat, if you would like to play with us, uh, it does have cross play. So uh, hit us up. And we can make that work. Um, should be a good time. Uh, one thing that I'm going to tease right now, uh, we've had a few people talk to us about it. I'm working on it on the back end. Um, we we are working on getting our Discord server public. And we've used Discord really just for kind of chatting and recording stuff. But we're going to start to let you all hang out with us throughout the week and share some of the things that you're doing, uh, maybe have a little bit more of a dialogue around some of the things that we cover in news, maybe talk a bit more about games that, we're, that you think we should quick look. And especially around Game of the Year, like we'll, we'll be posting a little bit about our categories there, maybe getting some of your thoughts included on, on that. But we'd like to, one of the reasons we're doing this, and I talk about this all the time, and I know we gotta wrap up here, is to hang out with all of you. That's why we're streaming. We've done a podcast for years. And so to have you all hang out with us and chat, means a lot to us and and to to get to to connect with you all and talk about video games and maybe learn about video games and teach you about video games that we dig like that's the reason we do what we do uh we all got families and jobs that keep us pretty busy like this is never going to be a career for us it's just something that we get to do to hang out with each other and to bring more people into our little corner of the world means a lot um and we don't even like johnny so it's really nice yeah. to have you know other people there who can balance him out a little okay bit. i don't like me either <laughs> I don't even want to be here anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> this chin kills me. Uh, but we really appreciate everybody. We will continue to create spaces for us all to hang out and talk about video games that everybody's welcome to, um, regardless of where you fall on any other subject. We, we, we are happy to have you here at the casual hour. Uh, the casual hours for everybody. And uh, thank you for all the support, the subs. We've got uh, some really cool stuff planned for next week. We might have a, a guest hang out with us on Friday night for some Back for Blood, which is great. And then we'll have a new stream schedule that we'll post next Monday morning with all of the fun stuff we got going on there, too. So um, if you want to follow along with other things that we're doing here, Chase does some incredible things outside of hanging out with us and putting up with us. Chase, what are you up to? Incredible, so maybe a strong word. Uh, I know I'm Never not the me. biggest Metroid Dread fan, uh, but I did do a podcast recently with my friend Matt Jagger, Matt Jiggy San Jagger. Uh, we talked about Metroid uh, Samus Returns, the uh, the 3DS game that Mercury Steam made before Dread. So, uh, so you know, I've been playing some Metroid 2, just not the one that you guys have been playing. 
Uh, but you can find that at gamersonthego.com. And then also, I've been playing through Super Robot Wars X in the run-up to Super Robot Wars 30 coming out here at the end of the month. And those episodes have been coming out uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Those will keep going until mid-November. And uh, that's been a, been a fun time revisiting the, the first Super Robot Wars game that I ever played. Oh, yeah. Uh, playing it with, uh, with the knowledge of how those games actually work and, and able to kind of get in and, and show off some of the cool stuff there. But you can find that at Chase K Plays on YouTube. Nice. And Johnny, before we get to you, somebody on our stream Monday night made a comment about the cost uh, for me to be nice to you, so I raised the price. Um, it's true. Yeah. So, Great. Uh, so, a little too appropriate. Why do we even have it? As a reminder well, to people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's nice to want things. Yeah. Can't have them. The whole but... point of this is for people to watch our show longer to accrue points. So if you think about it, we're really just asking people to commit to something just to see us do something they don't want to see, which is really I mean, cool. Johnny, I'm more I'm more than 25% of the way to uh, to being able to afford that. So And, and Johnny, you know, if, maybe, you, if you maybe, say anything else about it, dead. Johnny, I'll raise it again. I don't give a shit. Well, great. Right. You already had to do it once. So oh, we've done it more. Than I've once. done it more than once. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It originally was 1,000. Yeah, you, I thought you had just touched it at the one time. No, 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 no. We've done it. No, times. yeah, it's, oh. it's we're at forty thousand points for me to be nice to you. So, okay, keep it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Speaking of keeping things up, what have you been doing? Hmm. What have I been doing? Yeah. Weird, weird way to throw that over, but okay. This, this is uh, me and uh, I was an eight-year-old son named Jude. Uh, and we just watched Spider-Man Far From Home together this week. Neither of us, neither of us had seen it's it. Very good. Uh, we just we just wrapped up the MCU a few weeks ago, and that is a really fun movie. Hey, so, can, can you share what your son said to you about Minecraft? <laughs> no, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I do. Fair enough. I'll take ten thousand no, points off. Uh, let's wrap it up, Bobby. All right. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Hey, thank you, everybody. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, again, come back, hang out with us Friday night. We're going to be doing some fun stuff on stream. And check out youtube.com slash casual tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. for a new quick look. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Be safe. Bye.